0: good morning ladies and gentlemen good morning thank you so much for tuning in once again to the church boy confessions i'm your host emmanuel Heke, and this is the 33rd episode that i've recorded don't mind whatever count is on apple podcast it's it's a little off i'm not exactly sure why i don't really know how to fix it but this is the 33rd episode um and like all the other 33rd episodes I have to start off with thanking you guys of course for tuning in again and being faithful listeners and if this is your first time listening thank you so much for giving me a chance to grace your no really for for for, to grace for me to have the grace of oh I'm butchering this for me to have the grace of you actually giving me your time and your ears thank you um and I pray that you be able to get whatever you need to get um out of this podcast now this is a special podcast episode it really is um for multiple reasons and um the first reason the real reason is so special is because we have a special guest once again um that special guest is the pimple on my forehead the size of texas i don't know where this thing came from um i don't know who its relatives are where its family is from but um it needs to leave it really came out of nowhere it's actually like bothering me but um that's besides the point, I'm sorry, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that But um, I wanted to talk about something today And that topic is going to be It's funny how I just go from pimple into straight into the topic But hey, whatever I'm not a professional, who cares um, I wanted to talk about, it was really a phrase that a lot of people use um, Really like a figure of speech I don't know if it's a figure of speech, like, just like a phrase that I hear a lot um, When people are talking about the past trial that they've been through um, when they're talking about, you know, the when they look back at life and they see all the all the terrible things that they must have been through. They say this phrase and I have a problem with the phrase and I'm going to say it right now. They say that my past problems defined me. That's what they say. A lot of people say that they, they say that, oh, I'm OK with the fact that I went through this, this and that. Um, in the past because it defined the person who I am today. And a lot of times when people say that, oh man, it sounds so beautiful, doesn't it? I mean, like you, you, I can imagine the American Idol snippet, you know, you know, you watch the American, no one really watches it still, at least I don't. Um, You know, that snippet where it's like before the person auditions, they talk about their entire life and everything. Like, Isn't it so beautiful when somebody concludes their entire speech into i'm thankful that all of those things happened because it made me into the purpose person who i am today but truthfully i don't believe in that phrase it sounds beautiful but sometimes we have to separate the beautiful things we hear from the truthful things that we hear because when we look at things biblically biblically our trials are not what makes us nor is what defines us that is god And I think that we've become so accustomed with just trying to cope with the terrible things that have happened in our lives and somehow find a way to be thankful for them. But even in the Bible, a lot of people get it twisted. God does not ask us to be thankful for bad things, but to be thankful through through bad things, to have the attitude of gratitude, even in the midst of bad things. It's two very different uh, concepts. Um, So I don't believe. That it's the problems that you face that defines you. Personally, I believe that it's your responses to those problems and the growth that you that you inherit from from those different responses you have to the problems, the right responses you have to the problems. That That is what I believe defines you before anything else. And really, I mean, God God is the one that helps us come with those responses. Therefore, God is the one that defines us. But I'm gonna break all that down right now. But um, that statement right there, that statement is what inspired this entire message. Um, because ultimately, I think that we he we need to let me let me run uh, wind it back. Um, one thing that I've been dealing with is having to understand that I needed to have the correct image of who Emmanuel was in the past. Um. You know, I, I think that we, we could, we've definitely talked about forsaking the past, don't consider the past, all that different stuff. Um, but sometimes when things in the past want to follow you, you need to acknowledge it. When things in the past are trying to follow you and stalk you, that's not the time for you to suppress it and throw it away. It's the time for you to confront it. It's a time for you to face it head on. Right. So I have an image of my past self, or at least I had. I've been doing better now. And that image has been weak. Um, I can t- I've talked about the you know trials and tribulations that I faced in the past, time and time again on this episode. I'm on this podcast. We talk about my insecurities. Um, yeah, I mean I've talked about that so much. Um, for anybody, maybe it's your first time listening. I mean, I, I was the most insecure person in my high school, self-proclaimed most insecure person in my high school. Um, and just has spent a lot of my life trying to find something that defines me, whether it be the athlete, whether it be the player, whether it be, um, for what else do people like, uh, gangbanging, whatever it might be. And I, I knew I wasn't made for any of those things. Um, I knew that, you know, I wasn't good at any of those things. Um, and ultimately it sent me into a frenzy of identity crises one after the other, really a, just a big one. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I look back and I look at, you know, man, thank God I'm not that Emmanuel anymore. That Emmanuel was weak. That Emmanuel was insecure. That Emmanuel was wooty wooty woop. Um, and I think that in a sense that that image of myself in the past has been very unhealthy, um, because ultimately it's caused me to. And I'm going to try and explain this as simple as possible. It has caused me to be fearful that there are remnants of that Emmanuel still existing in me today. Um, And the reason why that's dangerous is because of this. This is a statement I wrote down. It says, How we view our past selves can have an impact on how we approach the future. Now you may ask yourself, how in the world is that possible? Well, I'm glad you asked. And that's what I'm going to explain in this episode. Um, How you view your past selves can definitely have an impact on your future. And I believe I've said this before in like a previous episode. Don't remember which one, Um, but when you look at yourself in the past and you look at the things that you've been through, it's easy for that to influence how you perceive your future. I'll give you an example. I had a lot of trouble with being confident and sure of myself, right? So then I would normally see my past self as, "Oh, that was the weak Emmanuel," right? Um, so now every time where I may feel a, a little bit insecure, just her reaction and then I have to wind up enough confidence in order to respond to those, you know, attacks by the enemy. I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, Oh my gosh, remember when I was so weak? What if I go back to that weakness? Oh, what if I what if I go relapse back into all those insecurities? And sometimes that fear of relapsing can keep me from moving forward. Or sometimes believing that there's some type of remnants of weakness from the past, from the past image of myself, some type of remnants still remaining in me can cause me to think that I'm not built to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what God has chosen me to do right now. I think that there's a big, it's very important for us to go back and look at that image of ourselves that God has brought us from, right? And understand that before we were born, we were us. I was this before I was born ordained sanctified to be this between when I was born or before I was born and now there's been a lot of things that have happened in my life that has shaped my perspective and I can even talk about now it has shaped my perspective on who I used to be maybe like let's say 15 year old Emmanuel the problem is that I'm when I'm hell-bent on keeping the image of fifteen-year-old Emmanuel, it's hard for me to uphold the image of twenty-two-year-old Emmanuel. And I'll give you a perfect example. And that's going to be in first, in Jeremiah chapter one. Um, we're going to read verse five and seven. This is the call of Jeremiah. I've read this verse multiple times. I believe in like all these episodes, probably twice before um and it's just funny because i feel like there's so much in this like little space but let's keep on uh let's read this and you know see what god has for us today this is the call of jeremiah this is when god is calling the prophet jeremiah to start his ministry like i'm calling you like this is your mission like Hi, I'm God. Here's your mission. So starting in verse five, this is God speaking. He said, before I formed thee, speaking to Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And then said I, this is Jeremiah now speaking, ah, Lord, his response, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. That was Jeremiah's response. Now the Lord, but the Lord said unto him, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. I wanted to read verse 8 too, sorry about that. But may God bless the hearing and the reading and the understanding of his word, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In previous times that I've talked about this verse, I would talk about, Um, You know, how God called Jeremiah and how God made Jeremiah qualified um, and, um, you know, how God ordained him and sanctified him. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But what I really wanted to hone in on in this um, passage this time was Jeremiah's response. God just revealed himself to you vocally and says that I have dang near predestined you. To have this purpose I molded you and shaped you Before you were even in your mother's womb Before your mother and your father Even had any authority in all of this Any part in all of this I said Jeremiah is going to exist I have ordained him I have sanctified him He's going to be a prophet He's going to do what I need him to do That's what God said to Jeremiah And what was Jeremiah's response I can't do that. I'm a child. And it makes you think, you know, Jeremiah must have really been feeling like, hey, I'm a child. I can't do that. I'm a child. He must have really been sincere about that. But, you know, I would take God's word of who Jeremiah is before I take Jeremiah's because, I mean, God's the one that created Jeremiah. You know, it's funny because what it seemed like what God was saying Jeremiah was, what he'd been preordained to be was completely opposite with how Jeremiah was feeling. So I can't help but think what in the world could have happened between the time that Jeremiah was ordained and sanctified and this time when he's called. What did Jeremiah experience in life that made him think that he was not capable of doing what God called him, created him to do? What happened in Jeremiah's past? Now, the Bible doesn't tell us, or at least I don't know. I don't know what happened in Jeremiah's past. But there was something that happened between when he was born and when he got called by God. That made him believe that he was not worthy to do God's will. Sounds familiar, right? Maybe that's what's happening in your life. Maybe something happened to you in the past. Ooh, Or maybe you made a mistake in the past, right? And you really just can't seem to let it go. And now you have this image of your past self. This is the old me. And the old me likes to hang around a lot though. And you hate the old me. Maybe you're in a better place now, but you hate the old me so much. But you haven't buried that old me. You haven't buried that old image. So sometimes it comes back. And in those times it comes back, it can definitely keep you from doing what you need to be doing. At least make you hesitate. It's not enough for you to continue to suppress it, to continue to ignore it. You have to face it head on and you have to correct it see the way i decided to correct my old image of being weak you know what i'm saying like that that weak 15 year old emmanuel that sometimes i believe still has remnants that exist in me right now the reason the way that i needed that well i'm this is still something that like this is a process for me what i've done is that i've i've, I've made the steps to correct that old image First things first, I have to understand that the things that I was going through that, that, that made me think that I was weak, the things that I was going through, one, I was being attacked by Satan, by the enemy, the trials and the tribulations, they were attacks. And that makes you think, hmm, the devil's not attacking people who he thinks are worthless, who he thinks are no threat. He's attacking people who are a threat to his plans. Another thing you have to realize is that a lot of us, we face the trials, we face the tribulations, but do understand that we're still here. And I think that what you have to understand is that, you know, when you beat Satan at something, when you conquer him in something, he's not going to give you props. He's not a man of honor or demon of honor, (laughs) Satan's not going to give you props. So you're never going to have that moment where you beat Satan and he, you know, shakes your hand and like, hey, that was a hell of a job you did. Great job. You beat my, you beat my, oh, I almost slipped up there. You beat me up. Um, Good job. No, 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 no. So Satan is going to, maybe you'll win and Satan's not going to want you to think that you win. So maybe he's going to try and bring up another problem to distract you from your victory. So A lot of us don't understand that a lot of the problems that we faced, they didn't just stop. We beat them. And we beat the next one. And we beat the next one. And we beat the next one. And the fact that you're standing here alive today shows that you got a couple victories, a couple dubs along the way. And that's why you're still here. Because those trials and tribulations that defined you, I'm saying that in quotation marks, they weren't what defined you. They're the things that you beat. They're the things that you beat. Past Emmanuel, 15 year old Emmanuel was very strong. He was not weak. 15 year old Emmanuel is just, I mean, I'm saying 15 year old Emmanuel as if it's a different person. Emmanuel is the same. Because just like Jeremiah, God had, had has preordained me to be doing this, to be me. Sanctified me, pre-sanctified me, pre-ordained me, set me up purposefully to be here right now. So I've always been this great. You've always been this great. And you will continue to, to reveal more of your greatness along the way. It's already been decided. 15 year old Emmanuel Emmanuel wasn't weak. 15 year old Emmanuel was so strong that the devil had to. Oh man. 15 year old Emmanuel was so strong. And had so much potential that the devil tried to destroy his confidence. Every chance he got. But look at him today. Still here. More confident than ever look at you today he tried to make you a victim keep you a victim he tried to keep your heart broken keep your mind broken keep you broken but look at you still here you're not still here just because he's letting you be here you're still here because you're whooping his ass You're still getting up in the morning. Correct that past image. You're not weak. You're not, you're not not good enough. You're very capable. Correct that past image. So when God calls you. Your response is not going to be like Jeremiah's where it's, I can't do that because I'm a kid. It's okay, bet, bet. When you need that done by, what's the next move? What I got to do? I'm listening. I'm here. I'm at, I'm here at your will. Your wish is my command. That's, that's the right response. I think a very valid, um, point and a very important point to, um, put across, um, is this one I'm about to say, sometimes when you're trying to figure out who you are, the best thing to do is to not look at the way that the devil bothers you, which is a big habit for us. You know, maybe, um, you know, we get attacked by the enemy in a certain way. So we start to shape our perception of ourselves Because we are the person that had to encounter this. No, 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 no. Don't look at the way the devil bothers you. Look at the way that God uses you. Should I need to say that again? I'll give you an example. I can talk about, you know, in the past, times of embarrassment, times of failure, times of rejection. All those things were bothersome. Maybe they weren't all attacks from the enemy, but they were bothersome. Maybe some of them were self-inflicted, but they were bothersome. And I easily can attach that on to me and say, that was 15-year-old Emmanuel. Or I can remember that, hey, God used me in different capacities to help people, to speak to people, to love on people. I can either look at the way the devil's been bothering me or I can look at the way that God has been using me. And it looks like, according to the scripture, who we are goes hand in hand with who God has created us to be. So do yourself a favor. Cancel those images. Mm, Excuse me. Correct those images. Those false images of you. Face them. Write them down. What is the devil trying to make you think you are? What are the things that you've encountered in life that is having an influence, a negative influence on how you perceive yourself or have perceived your past? Correct them. Face them. Correct them. So they no longer have a grip on your future. Don't let them have forced you to start projecting your future in alignment with them. Don't do that to your future. Don't do that to tomorrow. Tomorrow is yours. It's time for us to know who we are. Without a doubt. Without reassessing. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Um, Let's go to confessions. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for the time that you have given me to get behind this mic and for the listener to listen, Father God. And I pray that this word have done its work. Lord Jesus, over the listener, I confess, Lord, that you give them, Lord, the practical steps. Help them, Lord Jesus, to write down the things that that have been trying to paint their identity for them. The things in the past that they haven't been able to shake They shall correct them in Jesus' name. Nothing in the past will hold them back from their future in Jesus' name. They are victors and not the victim. They've been attacked because they're a threat and they realize that they have so much value in the fact that they are a threat and they will not fold. They will not bend. They will keep on going. They will get back up in Jesus' name. They've already won. They've been ordained. They've been sanctified. This has already been decided. All we need to do is say yes and believe. We're not going to ask the same question of filled with disbelief like Jeremiah did. And we're not knocking them. We're not knocking them. But we're not going to ask that same question. When you call us to do any task, we're going to say bet. Bet. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm very glad we had this talk. Very glad we had this talk, yo. Correct those images. Correct them. Be intentional. Call them out. Call those images out. Let's make it happen. Our future is ours for the taking. Don't let our past try to mess that up. Um, with that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, happy President's Day, if you care. I guess I don't really care. But yeah, um, hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Peace.